All right, back here at Aganis Arena on the campus of Boston University. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy. The score after two, it is Merrimack leading number one Boston University, two to one. Folks, this second intermission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in just one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Mike McMahon with us now here in this intermission from the MacReport.com, College Hockey News, and also the Eagle Tribune. And, uh, boy, Mike, uh, you know, if you said after last weekend, especially after this series against Northeastern, that Merrimack would be 20 minutes away from the sweep of the number one BU Terriers uh, here on Friday night, I think most people would have said you were crazy. I would have said you were crazy. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's funny, though. We, we were just talking about this before we went on the air. We've seen this team play really well against good teams this year uh, and struggle against some weaker teams. A perfect example. Uh, earlier this week, I, I went into CHN, the, the pairwise grid on CHN. You can change some game results there. Uh, all you got to do is flip a couple games, and this team jumps from, like, 36 to 21. Uh, I, I, I think I changed the Sacred Heart game. The, it, it, ones that weren't crazy, you know? Sacred Heart. UMass, um, Colorado College, and uh, I think I changed the first Lowell game to a tie from a win. That was the one where Dealey gets hurt and leaves the game, and they, they lost in the last few minutes. I, I'm pretty sure with just those three or four changes, they go from like 36 to 21. That goes to show you that they have beaten some good teams. Because if you're not beating good teams, you're not going to make a big jump like that. What's really been hurting them this year has been the struggles against the weaker teams in, in not only their league, but, but in out-of-conference play as well. And uh, Yeah, I mean, whether it's Wisconsin, whether it's BU, whether it's Notre Dame, whether it's BC earlier this year, when they played some of the better teams in the country, they've showed up. Uh, Brett Cini with two absolute snipes tonight. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about a guy. I don't want to say he's taking the team on his back because I think there's other guys that are playing well, but uh, I think this is a big game, a game where they're going to need some goals, and he's the guy that, you know, that locker room's going to look to to get some, and he's got two of them so far. Can they come up with another one? Because I got a feeling two's not going to be enough tonight. Uh, yeah, you know, I got a feeling two might not be enough either. Uh, we'll see. I mean, they. I think there's been long stretches where BU has have, had them hemmed in and, and, you know, generating a lot of pressure. Colin Dealey has looked really good. Uh, I think they've done a pretty good job of getting the pucks cleared out in front of them when there have been rebounds there. They've been a little sloppy at times. Uh, you know, I think they've gotten a little lucky, too, with some bounces. But as they've been saying for a while, you earn those bounces if you work hard enough. And, uh, you know, I do. I think that they, Tuesday night being a prime example. But even in this game, I mean, uh, they're up 2-1. to one, They're getting out-possessed by 27-19 to 19 in shots on goal. I wouldn't say it's because of lack of work, that, work ethic. You know, I think that these last two games in particular uh, have been two of their stronger games of the year in that regard. Well, that first period really was almost all BU, and, uh, you know, not for the fact that, uh, you know, Dealey made some big saves when he had to. They got the power play goal from Senior, of course. Uh, you know, they could have been behind at the end of one. I felt like going into the period, going into, oh, sorry, going into the game tonight, that uh, one of the keys was going to be that first period. Because how many times this year have we seen a bad first period ends up dooming this team? And, uh, you know, they don't have the type of production offensively to be able to bounce back from being down by two or three goals at the end of the first. That's happened a few times. And, you know, I, I felt strongly that they had to get out of that first, probably not down more than one, 
and certainly anything better than that would, would really improve their chances to win the game. And sure enough, they got outshot 16-4 to in the first, but a 1-1 to tie uh, set them up for a pretty strong second period and taking the lead going into third. Yeah, and you wonder, too, I mean, the psyche of, of a younger BU team, a lot of freshmen, a lot of sophomores, uh, they, other than scoring first in the game on Tuesday night, they haven't had a lead on this Merrimack team for very long. I mean, a couple of minutes before Merrimack tied that score, I think. Uh, so... If you're B, if you're BU full of a lot of younger guys, I mean, you wonder how how fragile is the psyche. I mean, how, how much of, of the thought in that room right now is it? What do we have to do to beat these guys? You know, because uh, I think Merrimack is a frustrating team to play against, and you've got a team that uh, of young. I would just correct. I would say they can be. We, we, can we, be. At times this year, they certainly have been, and they've been known for that in the past. But there've been times this year. Agreed, it's been frustrating because they haven't been that way all the time. Yeah, I, I think against BU though, they've been a very frustrating. I mean, Absolutely. they frustrated them big time on Tuesday, and, and I think. They They've done a little bit of it tonight as well. Maybe not to the same effectiveness because it's a little different. You're on the road. The ice here is a little bit bigger. But uh, for the most part, I mean, they've clogged up, I think, the offensive blue line quite well. One thing I thought they did really well on Tuesday and continue to do tonight for the most part is uh, taking away clean zone entries from the Terriers. I mean, they haven't had many opportunities where they've come into the zone, especially with numbers, with the puck on someone's stick. For the most part, those attempts, whether it's Johnny Kovacevic, who's made a couple of nice plays with the blue line, uh, or I can think of, you know, Hampus Gustafs, I think, made a play on a back check. If BU's trying to carry the puck into the zone, it's getting swiped away. Ryan Cook had a good one in the first period down here in the blue line, too. Uh, they're not allowing them to enter the zone very cleanly, and I think that's frustrating a team that wants to do that, wants the game to have a little more free flow to it, and Merrimack just hasn't let that happen. On the negative side of things, we've seen uh, a number of just uh, head-scratching turnovers in their own end that, uh, fortunately for them, have not come back to bite them, uh, mainly because I think that's when Colin Dilly has stepped up and you know, been able to freeze the puck or, or make a big save that he's had to. But I would say if there's anything uh, hitting into this third period, got to be a little smarter, got to take care of the puck a little better in your own end. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's where I, I think fortunate is the right word. That's where they've been a little lucky. Uh, you know, and we've, again, we've heard them talk about how you got to earn your bounces, and they've, I think they've worked really hard these two games. Uh, but yeah, you've got to clean some of that stuff up. I mean, they, I thought they've made some nice plays of clearing pucks out when there have been rebounds, but like you said, there's been a couple there, uh, especially in the first period where you just you feel like a goal's coming and yeah. somehow Dealey is able to get a glove on it, or he had one in the first period. I know where Donnie dove sort of out near the left circle and was able to cover a puck up late. I think that was under a minute left, too. And there was the play in the second, too, where they, uh, you know, Lashin had his stick lost or broken, and, uh, and and they weren't able to clear the puck. It seemed like the puck was in their end for almost three minutes. And, uh, you know, how many times in the past have we seen that that usually leads to a goal, especially when the other team's able to get a change or even get a couple of changes, and you've got tired guys out there, but that didn't happen that time. Yeah, I mean, it goes back, I think, to Colin Delia being one of the better goalies in Hockey East right now. Uh, I think I wrote it earlier this week. You take out that Clarkson game. Look, the Clarkson game is really skewing his numbers. He yeah. allowed two goals on three shots in like 10 minutes right. left the game because of injury you take out the Clarkson game he has the second best goals against and the second best save percentage in the league uh, and granted you know he hasn't played in as many games as some guys because he missed a big chunk of time when he was hurt but it's hard to argue with the production he's given you over these what, eight or nine games that he's been back I mean you're talking about a guy that's got a goals against of around two if not you know I don't know probably won't be under even after tonight but uh, goals against are right around two when a save percentage is probably uh, it was 920 something heading into this game 26 out of 27 so far he's probably up in the 930s last question Jeff Solo first appearance tonight it looks like they're working him in there uh, thoughts on his play yeah you know I, I think it's a good idea to do it the way they're doing it with the 7th D I mean he's not doesn't have to take a regular shift although they have given him some they've been giving him some time it's not like he's 
Washington sitting on the bench. He almost had a goal there in the first period. I think in his first shift, he sort of zipped one right by Ottinger's ear. Uh, but yeah, no, I think he's played well, and I think it's it, it's probably nice for him to be able to work things in a little slowly and not have to you know come in and all of a sudden play 24 minutes. There was a shift there in the first where it looked like he was about to head up ice to join the rush, and then realized he had to come off. You know, when what we saw from him coming out uh, from his own end to center ice, uh, pretty good speed there for one thing, and then as you said, the shot in the first period that sailed just wide, but uh, maybe just by the ear of uh, of Ottinger. But you know, I like it. we haven't seen a lot of him like what we've seen so far, and I and I fully expect that we're going to see more and more of that. Yeah, I, like I said, I think it's good you know to do it in an environment like this where you can work him in a little bit at a time and and sort of get him used to that speed. So if he does end up in the lineup as a one of six instead of one of seven, and he's taking a more regular shift, you're a little more adapted to that speed outside of just something in practice. I mean, I almost look at this as being an extension a little bit of what they've worked on so far in practice. All right, Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com, the Eagle Tribune and College Hockey News. What, what do you have coming up this week? Uh, <laughs> I haven't even thought about this weekend. <laughs> it's only Friday. I'll think about next week on Sunday, but I think next week will be a normal week. No Tuesday games. We'll probably do a coach's show on Tuesday and try to get be as normal as possible before uh, UConn on Friday. All right, thanks a lot, Mike. Check out his work at the MacReport.com and also at the Eagle Tribune and College Hockey News. Thanks a lot, Mike. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks. Mike McMahon's been our guest here in a second intermission. Our score after two is Merrimack 2 and Boston University 1. John and I are back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.